Welcome to the Talk with Rox podcast. I'm your host, Roxana Karimi, licensed psychotherapist. Join me as we talk about psychology, spirituality, and the human experience. I look forward to helping you expand your consciousness as you work toward healing and reconnecting with your inner voice. Hello, hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. We have a really exciting episode today. We're talking about past lives and we have a guest with us here, Jeroen DeWitt. He is a past life regressionist and he practices QHHT. So this is really going to be a fun and engaging, expansive conversation where we really get to think about consciousness and how our different lives can affect us here in the current life, you know, um, Obviously, this is this is a podcast about psychology and spirituality, and really one of my main goals is this desire to bridge the gap between these two subjects, especially when it comes to considering healing, because there is so much more than just our physical body and what our, our brains can understand in this lifetime. And so I think it's really important that we do include our consciousness and you know, that means that we could have lived several times already on this earth. And we've talked about before on the podcast how, you know, we we choose, our soul chooses when to come and how to come, who our parents are and what traumas we're going to experience, what wounding we're going to have in order for our soul to learn and to grow, which really does seem to be, you know, the meaning of life and the purpose of life is to really process and understand our experiences to work on deconditioning and, you know, deprogramming the bullshit that has held us back so that we can really connect with source, become one, become that version of our highest self or most authentic version. And I really think that considering our other lifetimes and the trauma or the wounds that could be imprinted on our souls from before and understanding how they could be impacting our behaviors here in this lifetime is part of that work, is part of the deconditioning, part of the healing, and really just looking at it and understanding that your soul has chosen to come to earth again to level up essentially, to keep growing and to keep expanding. And that does mean that it needs certain lessons to learn. It needs certain challenges to experience. And that's how we move forward. So I know that this, you know, I mean, I think even just thinking about past lives requires a lot of deconditioning and programming um, to even be able to, you know, understand it or look at it. I know it's difficult for a lot of people, but for me, this idea of past lives or reincarnation is something I've always believed in and felt really aligned and connected to, you know, in recent years. I had run into the work of Dr. Brian Weiss, who is a, uh, he's a psychiatrist and his book is called Many Lives, Many Masters. And he had really no interest in spirituality, no interest in past lives, but he did do hypnosis work with his clients to help them deal with their traumas. And one of his patients really just kept coming across these different lifetimes and so he really started exploring it and then wrote this book about it and for me this was the first time i had seen that intersection of the spiritual and the therapeutic you know places coming together and so that really led me to digging deeper and continuing to do my own research 
especially as I had this sort of like romantic notion that came up and really set the scene for my book about past lives and soulmates and what the heck that all is. And I asked Kiroon about his opinion on this as well. So stay tuned for that. But, uh, you know, the more that I did research and the more that I engaged in doing regressions and hypnotic meditations myself, exploring my past lives, I realized that it's not just past lives we're encountering. It's also future lives and parallel lives. And, you know, I think that's one of the reasons why QHHT is so cool is because it's addressing this as well. It's not thinking about just the past or these past memories, but understanding the notion that time is infinite and it's nothing and everything and therefore that means that we can tap into these other lives or dimensions and understand where our consciousness has previously been what those experiences have been like and so that's why today it's we're gonna get really into it and talk to someone who does this professionally so Yaruna is trained in the Dolores Canon method of QHHT which is quantum healing hypnosis technique and this is developed by by her she was a hypnotherapist and it's really unique in the sense that it doesn't focus on programming the conscious mind but accessing that that subconscious space so all the stuff that we're talking about when we think about healing our subconscious that is also where this information is stored regarding our our past or our future parallel lives Um, and you know doing this work and uncovering that information can help us become more aligned with our purpose with our highest self Yaron has regressed you know many many people but some of them have gone on to write their own book Um, and I believe it also became a movie and that was Lou Gehrig's mom she and her son in this lifetime were also mother and son in that past life where he was Lou Gehrig. And, uh, you know, he speaks about this on the episode, so I won't go into it too much, but she did a few regressions with him and just the more that she did, the more details came out, details that she was able to go on and verify. And that obviously led her to wanting to share about her experience and helping other people expand their consciousness by understanding this topic specifically. And I think that's, you know, something else that comes up around this uh, for maybe doubters or cynics is, you know, it's not like going to a psychic or a medium where you sit down and somebody pulls tarot for you and tells you about your past or tells you what's coming in the future. This is your own mind reflecting it back to you. It's your own subconscious showing you what your experience has been. And I think that that really is what makes this so unique is that here you are the reliable source. There is no one else who can be more of an expert in in uncovering these different lifetimes for you than you and you know you obviously would like to have a really great guide uh, you know someone like your own who is so trained and professional at this but no one else can tell you where you've been other than you and I think that that is just really really cool (laughs) I think this is definitely going to be one of those episodes that really leaves you wanting more and I think you'll see that for both of us like we could go on and talk about this for hours so I would really love to do a part two Um, I was thinking to do a regression with him and then ask him to join us again for a part two because 
I realized that we also didn't even get into this idea of how the past life trauma affects our current life too much, you know, and how doing the healing work through QHHT or subconscious meditations can help you heal that life and also heal and process what you're understanding and experiencing here today. So maybe it slipped my mind because I knew somewhere that it would make more sense to talk about that after having done a regression with him and understanding more about my trauma. So, you know, our soul does some interesting things. That could be. But I did think I'd share with you guys about, you know, one of the meditations or one of the past lives that I've seen so far. I've done several of these meditations on my own. I've used different regression hypnosis that I have found on YouTube and I've been able to access three different lifetimes so far. Some seem interconnected and some seemingly aren't, but I know that that they are and that just requires more, you know, more exploring. You know, I've seen my paternal grandfather who in my current lifetime has really shown up as a guide for me, someone who I didn't know. I did not have a relationship with. He passed really early in my mom's life, but he sh- he's shown up as my father in the past, um, and my mom was my sister there. One, one regression that I did was really cool because I was not expecting to see a past life come up, um, and yeah, I didn't go looking for it. I had actually gone into a meditation looking to understand deeper why I hate the cold so much, why it bothers me so much, because it really, I mean, it makes me physically ill. My biggest flares have been during the winter time. And so I kind of was just sitting with that and I wondered if there was any type of energetic or spiritual understanding for this. So I did a meditation and I found myself sort of traveled to this snowy place it was native land you could really tell that it was long time ago and it was icy weather I was standing over a fire with an older man and he seemed to me to be like a shaman or a healer of some sort and he handed me a baby and it was a dead baby and I immediately knew in that meditation that that soul was Coda's, my dog's, because it was the exact same feeling that I had when Coda was placed into my hands, which was very similar in that sense. And this is something that at the time, I really didn't want a dog. I love my little baby to death, but I was on, on my way out of that relationship and I knew it was ending and I didn't think it was a good idea. But once he was in my hands, it felt so just like that's where it was supposed to be and I really believe now in exploring this that Coda was sent to me to be here for me during this time where I really needed to be alone and do my whole dark night through the soul experience um, and not feel super lonely so anyways I had this meditation and I came out of it and I was like you know what, that just feels so weird, but so true for me. So I did a little bit further digging and I remembered that Coda had come from a native reservation here in California. It's from a place called Tehachapi. And I looked into that really further and I realized that in Tehachapi, ages ago, there was a Native American tribe, the Kawi Sioux, who lived there in the snowy mountains. And I was like, pshh. WTF, but it made a lot of sense. So that has been a really cool connection that I have made. And 
perhaps we'll share more definitely as I do the regression I'd be happy to share more with you about the different past lives that I've seen or the ways that some of those experiences have continued to show up and light my current life path you can take that how you like you know I love to speak about this and I know it's hard for some people to to sit with and to understand and that's okay either you know it resonates with you and you do the work of the healing and the deprogramming and it feels aligned or it doesn't so you get to make that choice and it is perfectly cool we're all at different areas and moments of expansion and that's just as important for you know for our society so I really hope you do enjoy this conversation. It was so much fun and Yarun is just an amazing soul and he's contributing so much to the healing of our collective and the expansion of our consciousness. So I will link his website in the show notes for anyone who is interested in working with him to explore other lifetimes and to see where you might need to do some healing growing work. So be sure to look for that. And if you are a past listener, then you know the drill for this. Like, subscribe, follow, check out my website at talkwithrocks.com. And if you can do me a huge favor of sharing this podcast episode with somebody in your community who you think might enjoy it or who might be open to letting their consciousness expand, then I would really, really, really appreciate it. Let's keep growing and evolving together because that is what it's all about. Thank you guys. Hope you enjoy it and I will see you next time. All right. Hello. Welcome, Yaroon. Thank you for joining us here. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited talking to you. Me too. I love talking about past lives and I feel so connected to mine. And so I'm just so excited to have you here and pick your brain. (laughs) (laughs) So the first question I wanted to ask you, because this is a podcast about kind of healing our wounds and getting connected to our inner voice. So I wanted to know if you feel connected to your intuitive inner voice and if that's something that's always been there for you. Oh, that's such a great question. Um, I do. I do. It's been a long journey and it's ever deepening, you know, as as I purge myself of the um, the conditioning that we encounter. I'm sorry, my phone is like... That's okay. <laughs> Yourself. Um, you know, as I purge myself of the conditioning that we receive as we enter life on this planet. So the more I was able to purge and see how that was not serving me, um, the more I learned to trust myself. And this is kind of what, what I do using this technique QHHT. I help people to connect to, the, to their truth. I love that. That's amazing. So tell us a little bit about past life regression and QHHT. Yes, so it kind of it's kind of the same thing, although um, it was used to be called past life regression. And then the developer of the technique, Dolores Cannon, she found that it didn't quite cover what she was doing. So she changed the name into quantum healing hypnosis technique or abbreviated QHHT. And this was done because she noticed that people wouldn't just stay in a neat past life, they would go to future lives or go to places where there was no time, or they would go into parallel lifetimes, or there would be energy beings, creator beings, all kinds of possibilities that didn't quite fit 
the mold of past life regression. So um, the technique that I practice now is QHHT developed by Dolores Cannon. I was trained by her back in 2006. And um, I mean, that's a whole different story. She was such an amazing lady. Um, And so a session is five hours long. And the first part of it, we just talk about a person's life to touch on all the important ups and downs and to kind of settle in. People bring in a list of questions about their life, could be big questions or small questions, you know, the big life questions or trivial things, it doesn't matter. And then we'll take them through an induction and then we together explore whatever lifetimes their higher self deems the most appropriate and healing for them at that time. We do this for about 45 minutes to an hour. And then we switch into me calling forth their subconscious mind and ask them the questions like, why did you show them these random past lives or different lifetimes? And then we get a person's questions answered as well. And this is, yeah, it's, I'm having, I have unscheduled for today. And so it's always exciting because I never know what I'm going to get. I'm a Gemini. I love to explore. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I never know what's going to happen if we're going to be doing what we call like a digging potatoes kind of mundane past life or, you know, like I'm an alien and I'm here on the planet to help evolve consciousness. You know, I never know what's going to go down. I love that. That's so interesting. So exciting. It is. It's interesting. I I hadn't really made that connection before between past life regression and QHHT, but you're right. Past life regression doesn't make sense anymore. Like I think this idea of our soul's consciousness is not just in the past. It can also be in the future or these other levels of dimension or whatever we want to call that. That's That's true. Yeah. That's what, that's why she changed the name. And this is what's part of my practice and all of my colleagues. um, fit what has that have you noticed any type of a difference between somebody recalling a past life or a future life in terms of their experience or their lives you mean in terms of their experience maybe um no it's just you know it's it's the same thing it's as detailed and you know Wow. And what we're understanding is that, like, say it was a future lifetime, it's it could be in a different timeline that, you know, that our world right now is not headed towards. So it's it's open Pandora's box in terms of like understanding about life. If you read Dolores's book, she always starts by describing how this practice really stretched her mind. And she's no longer with us, but this is what keeps on happening for all of her practitioners, including myself. There's new concepts that are being, concepts that are being breached in different sessions. And my mind goes like, what the, wow. you know, like, yeah, yeah. I've never heard this before. Continues to evolve. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I, I work with like inner child healing and dealing with childhood trauma. What do you think about that in terms of our souls? Do we choose our parents and our wounding? We do. Yes. I, I've had my own journey with um, inner child healing has been a big part of my own process. And I so um, admire, you know, people taking their time to do this for other people, because I've just the other day, like two days ago, I did a session with an IFS practitioner, internal family system. Awesome. And it was all about, it was just amazing, you know, just unlocked so much for me. So, but going back to our soul's journeys, yes, we opt into all of it. We opt into all of it. And this is done because if we were to just be born to like the perfect parents, there would be no trauma at all, no challenges. We would just be sitting around like snacking and watching Netflix. And we would never, <laughs> you know, we would never really get to know who we are. You know, yeah. it's through these 
on this three-dimensional plane and this three-dimensional bandwidth of consciousness, learning is done through, um, what's the word, dualism, that kind of dualistic. So learning is done through contrast. It's knowing the joy through the sadness and the happiness through the depression. Um, so this is something that comes up in sessions all the time. I always ask, like, if a person has had a very difficult lifetime, like, why did they have all these experiences? Mm. And always they're being told it was to um, to help them know what the journey is from not feeling a certain way to feeling a certain way. And the wisdom that's gained is helping them to facilitate this for other people. Oh. Um, that's one of them. Yeah, and this is kind of the same thing that people learn what it's like to have empathy and compassion. Yeah. So there's always purpose to it, you know, regardless of however horrible it might have been. Um, there's always a purpose to it. And, and you working, doing the work that you do, you might have noticed that as you recover from the traumas that you get this added sense of self and truth about yourself and that the path towards that is your own unique path. And you... UMS wisdom that only you can 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 gain because I walk this path differently from you. Sure. And, and this is the value of what I perceive of, um, let's say, you know, you or me or the next person as an expression of source, living these different lifetimes in very unique ways, and and get and source getting to know itself through my experience and through your experience. Yeah. That's really beautiful. I love that. It's true. I do see that with trauma healing. Like the number one thing that you see is that when people heal, I mean, their symptoms get better. Sure. But it's this like connection to self and self-worth that you gain. That really is the beauty of the healing. And I think that adding past lives into that, or, you know, whatever that is, just these timelines that have really impacted our generational trauma and are showing up. It's like that next level healing. It is. Yeah. And it's, I find it so empowering and this is why I love doing this work because it kind of um, just like your work, my work as well, it, um, it shines the light on the um, on kind of the architecture of our being, you know, what we, what we're finding out is that we're a composite of all these different parts that have been living different lives in different places. And from my perspective, you know, our soul cherry picks all these different aspects to be brought into this current lifetime to help you be on the journey or the path that you chose to be on in this lifetime. So what we see happening now is that a lot of people that are coming in or that are already here, they have, um, they bring in the parts that are from all our other galaxies or other mm -hmm. dimensional um, existences that um, vibrate at a higher level to say it shortly. Um, and they purposely bring in those parts of themselves or have access to them to help um, show a different way of life or to just anchor that vibration onto planet earth. So for myself as well, like I, I'm from 71, I'm turning 50 in two weeks. Ah, ah awesome. <laughs> and, and I remember, um, um, you know, being, becoming aware of watching the news and seeing, you know, these people that were supposedly running the world, um, making very limited decisions. And it was the cold war and, 
lots of fear and just limited consciousness. And I was like, right. oh, fuck, what the hell kind of place did I end up in? You know, and I've, known, yeah. <laughs> and I've always known that or how I wanted to live life was uh, like from a heart connection to feel connected to myself, to nature, to other people. Mm-hmm. And I kind of knew that was possible. I didn't know where that came from, but this is just my inner knowing. Yeah. As a lot of people carry now these days, you know, right. I'm, I'm sure that you yourself experience the same thing. Absolutely. And, and so this is happening more and more that people are purpose, purposefully bringing in these parts of being um, to help raise the frequency of consciousness on the planet. Mm-hmm. So that, cause I've noticed that as well too, definitely in myself, but I think just in this time, it feels like there is a lot of people who are waking up or who are, you know, contributing to that in some way. And I think that, yeah, I mean, obviously it goes hand in hand with our consciousness is expanding, but is that the goal? Is that the meaning of, of life maybe, or uh, (laughs) kind of tuning into ourselves? I think right now it is. I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah. I think the, the, well, in, like the biggest meaning, if you will, I think is just for source to expand for source, universe, God, creator, whatever word you want to use for that to expand. Um, yes. Yeah, so when I, when I have people go into like mundane past lives, uh, there could be, you know, life lessons learned about, um, you know, to appreciate a simple lifetime or to appreciate loved ones or family or to learn about love, stuff like that. Um, versus the lifetimes that are people in right now the purpose is like 90 percent of the cases is about being here right now to help evolve consciousness so there's a larger but consciousness on the planet not just you know source experiencing experiencing Mm -hmm. itself but uh consciousness for humans for humans yes wow yeah Uh, we definitely need that it feels like (laughs) right (laughs) no no what about this concept of soul contracts and soul lessons? Where do we come up with that? How does how do you see that playing into it? This is just another way to describe, you know, your predetermined life path is kind of like some of my clients sometimes describe it when they're in the in-between life state and they're kind of sitting around like a round table and they're talking to members of their soul group and they're kind of like, okay, well, you know, you were my lover in this lifetime that that I just had, but you're going to be my mom next time. And I'm going to be learning, you know, this and this and that from you. And and the opposite, you know, the the other soul will learn from from you as well. And so that's kind of the soul contract where you make that agreement that you're coming in together and to learn certain lessons. And what was the other word that you used? I forgot. Soul lessons. Soul lessons. Yeah. So this is, to me, this is what karma means. This is what, um, what I hear in my sessions of karma is, it's just lessons that we learn. So a lot of people equate karma with kind of a balancing act or sometimes even punishment or people come into my, my sessions like, you know, I'm, I'm having such a shitty life. What did I do in another lifetime that I, you know, that I'm treated so badly? Right. To me, that is not how it works. Karma is just the life lessons that your soul opted into in this lifetime. And it can be, you know, experiencing the other side of the coin, like me, myself, I remember uncovering a past life where I was um, an asshole in the north of France (laughs) in the the 19th century. And um, I was born in an or I was brought up as an orphan and I learned to get ahead with like sharp elbows. I learned to get ahead over the backs of other people. And so um, I made 
I remained being an asshole throughout the life. I married a woman that I bullied terribly oh. and I died of a heart attack. And then my soul, looking back at that experience, I realized that my soul had split off into these, both of these experiences at the same time, both wow. the bully and the bullied. And there was no judgment whatsoever about, oh my God, what an asshole I was, bad, bad, bad. Oh, I'm a horrible person. Or, you know, feeling um, empathy even for the for the woman. Um, it was just my soul kind of checking all the boxes. Okay, done, done. I learned how to do this. I learned <laughs> what it's like. I experienced both sides. Wonderful. Moving on to the next life. Yeah, next lesson. Like so, I'm seeing your wholeness. Yes. Well, for me, what it what it what those experiences taught me, it does that it's the journey is really for you. It's really empowering. And that you as a soul um, opted into it. This is this is your design journey. So it's not, you're not a victim of the, you know, what's happening in the universe um, or from a vengeful God or um, other beings like that are sticking it to you or whatever. Right. Whatever is going on, there's always this purpose behind it. And there is this lesson to be learned. Unfortunately, sometimes, you know, the really difficult ones. Yeah, there can be a lot of pain, but that does lead to growth. And I think, unfortunately, as humans, yeah, we have been really programmed against don't feel the pain, don't be in the sadness, numb it, move through it. And I think if we could just stay in that place of being in tune with, maybe this does lead you somewhere, or maybe it teaches you something, we would have such an easier time, so much less resistance. We've been in such systems of survival on this planet. And um the feeling experience of ourselves has been made the stepchild of human experience. Like feelings have been seen as superfluous and you can't use them right. in your constant race for survival. And so this is changing right now, but this is what's happening that we're learning to, um, to recover this feeling part of ourselves. It's very, very important. This is how you can tap into your intuition to right. trust yourself and to tap into your life purpose as well. Yeah. It's so instinctual. You know, it's ridiculous that we would say, oh, that's not necessary. We shouldn't think about that. But we did. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And thanks to people like yourself oh, and you. these other modalities, this is being facilitated right now. Yeah. It's really important to have access to your feelings and to learn how to be with the uncomfortable ones because yeah. there's so much value and wisdom to be gleaned from them, I think. I think so too. Yeah. <sighs> Well, what about um, spirit guides and our ancestors? What do you think about that? I feel very connected to my spirit guide. It's my paternal grandfather who I never met, who passed early in my mom's life, but has always been very present in mine. Yes, 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 yes. So um, spirit guides, ancestors, to me, they're kind of the same thing. Um, So yeah, most of us have a whole team of them together. Sometimes they come in for certain parts of a person's life. They have a certain expertise that, you know, you need help with. Um, and then we have the guides that are with us throughout different lifetimes. Um, so, yeah, there's so many. I'm just trying to think back at examples. Um, but it, so what you just shared is that there can be oftentimes there's guides from um, the current lifetime or yeah, from the current lifetime, ancestors that are around you that that help out, like grandmothers or people that have passed on, even though there might not have been a very strong connection in the current lifetime, you know, on the soul level, you've, right. you know, you've kind of high-fived each other saying, like, this is how we're going to do it. I'm going to check out early so I can be there for you. Wow. On the other side. Yeah. It's like your team. 
Yeah, yeah. Really cool. So they can be ancestors or they can be, you know, other dimensional beings, what we call extraterrestrials or angels or types of beings that I've never heard of, but from like a, right. you know, other dimensions. Yeah. It's, what about it's- soulmates? Soulmates. So I'm kind of like, you know, know, it's such a term. (laughs) (laughs) Well, soulmates, I they exist, but I, you know, when people bring it up, like, when am I going to meet my soulmate or my twin flame? You know, I'm kind of blasé when it comes to that because I've experienced my journey with codependency, and um, and so that's the first thing I check for. And oftentimes, you know, this concept is just a repackaging of of codependency so this is why I go like but you know soulmates exist it doesn't mean that you're gonna you know ride into the sunset together that you have to search for your the part of you that completes you because that part is you you know this whenever there is this longing for something outside of ourselves of completion it's always about I think a unification or a joining of all the inner split parts or the inner children that we have orphaned Mm -hmm. up um, that's, I think, what the longing for wholeness is about. Yeah. Because when you're, when you're in more wholeness and you trust yourself, you're not dependent or needy for a partner. And so you don't have to make yourself small or, or not self-express or be a people pleaser um, to, you know, be with a n- narcissistic okay. asshole. Whoa. So been yeah. there, done that. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Me, me too. Yes. So, um, so soulmates, oh, I'm sorry, I'm not to turn this off. It's okay. Um, so soulmates do exist for sure. And, yeah. and what it, to me it means is just a different part of your soul as a more or less individuated part of, of, of source split off into a different body. But um, just as I, I illustrated with this past life that I uncovered, it doesn't mean that it, they're going to be your, your loved one or um, they can be your worst teacher or your biggest challenge. That's also possible. And for right. some people, it is like they do meet a person where they have this intense connection with and they're meant to be on this journey together to learn about this connection. So it's all customized, I think. Um, yeah. But yeah, soulmates exist, uh, but it's not for always, sure. um, you know, the codependent packaging right. of it. Or romantic in nature at all. We love to romanticize stuff, but I can see how that would be, you know, just if we're fragmented souls, then of course that's broken up into different pieces. Yes. I remember being in meditation and kind of seeing another soul fragment of myself. And I was this elderly woman. I looked Asian. I was in my little backyard watering some plants. You know, I don't know this woman. I probably never meet her. She felt like she was somewhere in China or somewhere in the East, Um, you know, just kind of random and I'm sure I won't never meet her and it's not important to me it was just my soul having a different experience very much like what we would call a past life or parallel life it's it's Mm -hmm. all the same thing yeah I love that oh what would you say has been uh, maybe like the most interesting story that you've seen come up in a in a QHHT session oh god there's so many um (laughs) and they just keep evolving I would say the most impactful also out in the world has been made into a book um yes it's called the boy who knew too much and um it was the story of a woman a mother um the story about loving her child who started telling her at age two that he used to be a tall german baseball player 
she was from a Christian background, had no context for reincarnation, and at some point realized that there was more going on than just his kid's imagination, because he would have, he would know things that he couldn't have known about. And um, her kid told her that she used to be his mom in that past lifetime, but that he liked her now better because her personality <laughs> more upbeat and more bubbly. Um, and so at one point, um, one of her friends had done a session with me and said, you know, you should go see this guy because you can get an explanation for yourself, like what this past life regression or different lifetimes are all about. So she comes into my office with this story of her kid. She'd figured out he was talking about a life as uh, Lou Gehrig, the, the legendary baseball player. Wow. And um, so I told her what I tell all my clients, you know, this is up to your higher self. I'm not the authority in this work. It's your higher self that will provide you with the most appropriate experiences. But we did go into her lifetime as Christina Gehrig, Lou Gehrig's mom. Um, you know, she started describing a working class environment on the East Coast in the, uh, the, the past century mm -hmm. and, you know, different body and it and took us through important days in her life where she would first start, where she would first um, go see her son Lou play at the, at the Yankee Stadium. And she was very descriptive and lots of details poured out. She did two wow. more sessions with me and she would go back to the same lifetime. And this is extraordinary. Oftentimes during one session, people leapfrog through different lifetimes. Mm. So when she came back and we would go back to the same lifetime, I asked her higher self, like, why are we doing this? And it said that she was to mine these lifetimes with verifiable details little details that she couldn't have known about that she could go and fact check with still living descendants and relatives of the Garrick family and then write a book about her journey and so she did she went to the east coast and everything that she had come up with like kind of pulled out of her ass in a um <laughs> session you know it all matched like lived experience and wow. so this added such a level of um credibility to the concept of of uh reincarnation um you know, and, and, and that's what the higher self said, that she would be writing this book and it would be accessible to more people because it had the subject of baseball and this level of um, verifiability to it that would enable people to um, open their mind, more people to open their minds into starting to think about these different yeah. uh, subjects. It was more relatable. People could understand that and the fact checking. So that was her purpose in life, I would think. Is Would you say that that makes sense or at least one of her purposes? Yeah, it was a big part of her purpose. I mean, it really transformed her own being. She was from a Christian background and um, and she now continues to have these messages about love and acceptance um, out into the world. This is what she she does now. Yeah. Wow. That's really cool. Yeah. Have How far back or what's the earliest time that you've seen come up in a past life? Um, sometimes it's really hard to pinpoint because... Um, for several reasons, because apparently there have been epochs or um, they're called yugas as well mm -hmm. of um, other expressions of humanity on this planet that have come and gone and that we have no knowledge about. You know, we do have knowledge about Atlantis or Lemuria, but there's also other ones that we might not have names for. Mm -hmm. So sometimes, you know, we're exploring a different lifetime and I might not know where this is. Um, and we might never find out during a session. Sure. Um, so in terms of recorded history, what we do know, you know, cave people have showed up. Um, oh. um, yeah, so that's term in terms of the earliest that right now, what we know about history, but sure. yeah, Atlantis, Lemuria, Mu, um, and then other, 
ways of being on this planet that we haven't figured out or haven't known about yet um, have also come up. That's really cool. This, this idea of that, you know, it could be future lives and parallel lives. It makes me wonder about the simulation theory. What do you think about that and how that kind of plays into this? Um, and or does do you it? mean like we're all in a hologram and stuff like that? You know, I don't know. It's like people talk about it in so many ways. Maybe not that it's a hologram necessarily, but that we're plugged in somewhere from this higher level of consciousness. And yeah, we're kind of like manifesting or projecting our reality. And could these other lives be some of our past downloads or experiences in that way? Um, yeah, I, I don't. I mean, my own thought about it is that, you know, we can just we try to quantify or qualify things from our own human perspective, you know, and it's kind of limited compared to the other dimensional aspects of us. So, I mean, what I'm hearing from people when they tap into these more expanded awarenesses within themselves is that they find that to be their true selves and that this is like the dream self that we're experiencing now. Mm -hmm. um, so that could be seen as a simulation. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I do think it is um, that we live in a world of um, of thought and belief that everything around us at some point was a thought or like a, a concept in someone's mind um, could be like what we call like a God source or source or, you know, any other level beneath it. Maybe there were, um, you know, I've had sessions with when people would go into an alien lifetime where they were seeding life on different planets and they had like... <clears throat> plants that we know now and on our planet but they they're also growing on different planets wow. so um so yeah i think there's different level of levels of it and um you know we try to approximate it with our human understanding but i don't think it quite covers what yeah. is really going on yeah um, i think we do we try to make sense of things but we really there's so much that we haven't uncovered yet especially within our own minds <laughs> exactly yes uh -huh. yes and I think this is where it all happens in our own consciousness yeah. as we uncover the, you know, the unseen parts of ourselves. We, we step into a bigger truth about who we are yeah. and, and, um, and in, in turn, who everybody else is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've, I have one more question for you if you have time for it. Yes. Yeah. So I see a lot of people who struggle with existential anxiety. And I think that this concept brings me a lot of comfort. But I wonder in what you've seen and in your experience, the thing that you would say to someone who struggles with existential anxiety. Yeah. So I think a lot of that comes from um, being conditioned to not honor and love yourself and celebrate yourself. So I think we're all here to give meaning to our own life. Um, I mean, there's purpose to it, but you get to the purpose by you um, making life okay for you right now, trusting your feelings to access as many joyful experiences as you can that feel good to you. And, you know, these are kind of the, I call them joy for fuck's sake experiences because they're not joys that we get from a reward or being acknowledged or being appreciated but just being in the here and the now, yeah. like children do when they play. So sometimes we've lost the ability. So then existential like anxiety can come up. Like, why am I here? This is what that means, right? Right. Uh, to have yeah. Like, yeah. Hey, what's it all about? It is about 
loving yourself, loving all the aspects that you came in with um, very, very purposefully, but you've, that you've lost contact with. Mm-hmm. When you recover these aspects through the work that you do or the work yeah. that I do with other work, you know, mm-hmm. then you get to know yourself as you. And when you get to know yourself, you'll know a part of God because that's what you are. And when that happens, um, we become more fully embodied in our own body. And there is more trust and faith and joy in the here and now because we are less prone to need to control what happens because there's less fear. And we always know that we as a soul are here always in the perfect time, the perfect place to learn and to be what we came in to be. Mm, Love that. Trusting it. Trusting yourself and following joy or what feels good to you and also listening to what doesn't feel good. So if you're with a narcissistic asshole, it's not, it's not, um, your feelings aren't wrong or, you know, you should just like get over your feelings or be better or, you know, be prettier. No, there's your, your heart speaking to you. This is not, this doesn't feel good to you. Get the hell out. Right. That is your intuition saying, whoop, beep, beep, something's off. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's wonderful. Well, where can people find you if they'd like to work with you? So I'm based in Los Angeles in the Valley and, um, uh, this is where I see people. And so you can go to my website. It is my first name. It's, I don't spell it out because it's so tricky. Here. Sure. It's J-E-R-O-E-N-Q-H-H-T. So my first name, Q-H-H-T.com. Um, or you can go to my Instagram account. Um, that's usually easier. If you want a quick response, just send me a DM. Um, and you can um, see the events that I do. I do group regressions as well, um, mostly virtually, things are starting to open up. Um, but my Instagram account is my first name, J-E-R-O-E-N is love. That's it. That's my affirmation. And you can find my website and all my links there and check into them. That's awesome. I would love to come join you for a regression myself or a group regression. I've done some solo, but I don't know about it. I've, I've, I'd love to have a connection with you like that. I can't wait to see you there. That sounds awesome. Well, thank you again so much. This was great. Same here. So nice to connect with you.